Annyeong, and welcome to How You Juku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Ray. This is episode 49, Mama Moo's Got Swag. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another week of fantastic East Asian pop culture here on Juku. I am Petey Rave, and I actually changed up my intro for once. And here with me, as always, is my buddy, my tactic partner, Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> We're here together, gathered again to talk about East Asian pop culture, and we check in with each other, as always, in the beginning of the episode, talk about what's new in East Asian pop culture, what caught our attention, uh, always we talk about mainly music. Uh, Kaz, what music has caught your attention this week? I had, I actually had something for our other news segment, and now I lost it. So I'm gonna go straight to, uh, <laughs> to our music. Um, so for me, uh, as well as for PD, uh, one of the biggest releases this week, um, in something excitement, uh, the GD Taeyong, uh, banger, I'm already calling it song of the year, man. <laughs> Cause, uh, it quickly, quickly, quickly garnered millions of views over on the YouTubes and everywhere else, bunch of downloads on iTunes and stuff like that. Um, it's it's the song from from GD and Taeyong of the stupidest name ever, Good Boy. <laughs> good Boy, because the song good has boys. the stupidest name ever. Yes. Yeah. Um. But no, man. I I I I thought it was gonna be kind of silly and kitschy, and I will admit, Petey was right. Is. <laughs> this is goddamn. This is this is goddamn. Uh, uh what was the song from Taeyong? Uh, freaking Ring of That GD in the video. Yeah, Ringalinga. Ringalinga. This is Ringalinga Video 2.0. Like the video yes. is so <laughs> along the lines of Ringalinga, and and just like Petey said, it's probably going to be kind of close to Ringalinga. It's kind of close to Ringalinga. But all that aside, the song is a fucking banger, man. The song is so good. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like, uh, uh, I enjoyed it. It's fun. Uh. I I I, I, will, I will also say I'm biased, so <laughs> I, should I will put that say out there. that uh, YG, yeah. YG is my label. Yeah, we are pretty YG biased, so I think we're gonna enjoy most of this, uh, regardless. I think I I definitely understand that there's a, has been some uh, comments that are saying that it kind of lacks uh kind of something. Uh, musically and lacks a kind of a, a a pop to it, but I I think it works really well and it's fun and it, it it's memorable and it's kind of a, a, you know a fun little thing you know it's fun it's danceable yeah it's basically it's it's like California love done all dumb you know <laughs> it's basically <laughs> they they stole the set for California love and, and like flew it over to Korea or something. Uh, and colored it up, <laughs> and di- and put it put black lights on it, and like okay, yeah. you know, screw, instead of doing Mad Max, we'll do uh, I don't know, we'll turn it into a rave. You know, <laughs> it's like it, it, instead but, of you know, man, instead of I, doing I, the Thunderdome, 
This is what happens. Okay, California Love is the Thunderdome, and this is the rave several you know several hours later at night at the Thunderdome. <laughs> like once the Thunderdome mm-hmm. after hours, Thunderdome after hours <laughs> when they put the yeah. DJ no, out. but I. I I had a lot of fun with this man. Like it, it, it it's GD, it's Tay Young, it's it's the boys from Big Bang. I also had a really funny moment because um, I had somebody go, you know, because because it's kind of widely known at this point. I usually tell every anyone and everyone that I love Korean music. So I had somebody come up to me and go, "Oh man, I I really love uh Two Any One. Like like, have you ever heard of them?" And I was like. Bitch, have I ever heard of 281? Like, <laughs> like, let me teach you a few things or whatever. And, and I kind of, I, and it was right along when this came out. And, uh, I was like, oh yeah, 281 is the female version of, uh, Big Bang. And they were like, what's Big Bang? And I had to go through the whole thing of teaching them what Big Bang was. So <laughs> it was just funny to go through like a bunch of Big Bang joints and then lead to this. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it, it was a fun little moment with this video. I think the, the hard ops, I think the only obstacle for me is the fact that I still am waiting for the GD and top. <laughs> I think everybody, <laughs> that whole rumor kind of ruined me a little bit, at least yeah, just on yeah. some level. Like, wait, uh, there was all, there was the initial reaction. It's, I'm always thinking like, this could be GD and top, <laughs> but it's not. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to, we have to accept that, uh, that it, it, it isn't. Uh, yeah, except to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another yeah. fun release from a group that I thoroughly enjoy is uh, A Pink's Louvre. <laughs> Louvre, Louvre. They, yeah. they, 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 uh, they, 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 they it in the title, but they spell it right in the lyrics. <laughs> right there. You know these these new two point kids. Yeah, the millennials. These millennials. Uh, but yeah, A Pink. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say about this. It's kind of standardish girl stuff or whatever. It's not even like the fun, super exciting stuff that I like from A Pink. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting, but I, I will give it. I I liked it. Uh, mm-hmm. I will give it. The main thing that I liked about it was how much I think it follows along A Pink's throwback to old school K-pop. Like it, it very yeah. much sounds like in like a like a you know SES or you know that like era of K-pop like the pre uh, girls generation you know uh, like the Finkel era of K-pop and I think it's a cool little throwback. I think it, it's a different thing from A Pink. You know, it's a little more mature, uh, but uh, it's interesting. I mean, none of these girls can act sad worth a damn except for NG, but <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of, they just, they, they, I think they're supposed to look sad, but they could easily just look like they smelled the fart. It's like, uh, so, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, what else do we got for us, Kaz? Um, my last one, uh, was, which is kind of weird. I've been doing this the past couple of weeks and it seems to be kind of becoming this thing that I, that I do. Um, I, uh, I put a ballad in there. Ballad, mm-hmm. bitches. 
Um, this one is by uh, Park Park Hyun Soo Shin. Park Hyun Park Hyun Shin. Park Hyo Shin. Park Hyo Shin. Okay. Um, Park Hyoshin, who's, who's been around for a really long time, which is why I wanted to get his name right. Um, he's, he's a ballad singer through and through, uh, been around the, the game for, for years, you know, um, since the, the early, no, since like the late nineties, I think, uh, as I pull up the Wikipedia. Yeah, I think I've seen yeah, his the late name 90s. on some old list. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but god damn, man, such a good voice on him. Like, the dude has a fucking voice. He can belt out a fucking song like a, like a fucking monster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. And this video, like, like, it, it wasn't, it, like, the song got me, right? Like, that, that's one thing. He's a really good singer. The music is good. It's really well arranged. But whole video is so fun and vibrant and like colorful and weird of that intermix of like this really cool story with the kid and then him just sitting in a room singing. (laughs) I think we could have left those parts out maybe, Uh, but you could tell it's supposed to be this, this reminiscence of him as a kid doing this, this having this adventure where where the fuck is his parents at that he just went out the house at night as a fucking little teeny baby boy. Yeah, yeah, it's like, doing adventures in the middle of the night, nobody heard him, nobody nobody says anything. He just falls asleep somewhere in the middle of the woods and like, you know, wakes up in bed and there's no repercussions, you know? (laughs) Right. But, but man, it was so fun to watch, man, and it's so well shot. I loved, I loved the way it was shot. Like, there's so much about this that I just, uh, like, that just, kind of hit me right at that that little heart you know that i'm just like wow that was really cool yeah yeah it's really cool cinematography i like i like i like good quality cinematography in the music videos yeah definitely and and you know with like with that being something that i'm learning and teaching myself and, and going through it's just like like holy shit like like this is really beautifully well shot like uh, especially the way they kind of light things and and everything's so well lit but you still get that feeling of darkness that he's using the flashlight and has all those things and stuff like that going like yeah. it's just so, so cool mm-hmm. yeah some fun stuff uh yeah of course uh i've had a couple things catch my attention uh one major thing i think the main thing that i that has been my thing this week is of course Mama Moo's comeback. Uh, Mama Moo, I think, have officially solidified at me, for me, as my favorite rookie this year, bar none. Uh, and they solidified it with their new song, Piano Man. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I saw some teasers for it, and I was, I was like, hyped for this, just cause it's Mama Moo, and I'm, I'm always hyped for Mama Moo's stuff. Uh, and, you know, I was, I was expecting, I was, I had high expectations, and they, uh, they met them. <laughs> they met my high expectations, and it <laughs> was a it it is a fantastic track. Uh, the the vocals are on point, which is to be expected. Uh, the the flow of the song is really well done. The 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 the, the kind of the rhythm of the song. There's there any point where you think like it might get repetitive, or it might get you know might find a lull. It it switches up and kind of it finds a new pace. Uh, <laughs> 
the rap part doesn't feel out of place. It, uh, Moonbill shines, uh, the vocals shine, uh, it's so good. Like, Mama Moo, yeah, has they, been. They, the thing I really, really appreciate and like about them is they know what their style is and they know how to play with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, they've found that really, really good place of like, you know, this is our style. This is what, what we're really good at. This, these are our things. You know what I'm saying? And they, and, and they, they presented those things really well with the, with the, oh, you know, like this person is the singer. This, this girl is the dancer. This girl is the rapper, you know, kind of thing or whatever. But, it's not one of these groups where the rapping thing is overused or the, the, or the singing thing is overused or the dancing thing is overused. It, it, it like, it like fits. They, they, they like interesting put it, interestingly put it together so well. Like that. I, I just, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, like, I, yeah. I, like, I just, I want them to be so popular right now. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it, it's that great example to be like, this is K-pop, you know? Yeah. It, it, and it's one of those things that, that we as American fans always look for because, you know, you always come across, people have these, these ideas of what K-pop is. And when you say that, oh, I'm a fan of Korean music and I'm a fan of, of K-pop and things like that, they go, oh, Psy or, oh, G- uh, Girls Generation or, you know, Whatever the little thing that they have heard, you know, before or whatever, and you, you then you you it, you fall into this well kind of thing, you know. It, it always falls into that where you're like, well, you know, and you, and you try to explain what it is, but it's yeah. always really good to have that instant thing you can call to, it. and that's what Mama Moo is right now. Yeah. When people go, oh, you're into K-pop, oh, you know, girls, and I'm not saying Girls Generation is bad, I'm not saying Psy is bad, but it's like it it it. it it's when you're trying to change people's perspective and let them know that like, it's really good music. It's not just kind of poppy shit all the time, even though, yeah. you know, it's kind of poppy shit a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is one of those poppy things where you could be like, this is poppy, but this is good. You know, yeah. you know, it's and... not, it's not like, it's not one of those times where you're going to show them busker busker, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> or, or any of those. Yeah. It, it, it's like, like it's uh, just one of these things that. Yeah. Yeah. And, I remember, it, I think this brings, I was thinking about it while watching like their performances and the song, like just jamming to the song. We were, uh, not too long ago, I remember us having, I think more than a, a conversation or two about wanting that next, uh, girl group with swagger. You know, that mm-hmm. like next 21, that girl group that has swagger. And, but and I we think were, in our minds, our assumption Initially was we were a hip hop GI for that. Yeah. Yeah. We were wanting a hip hop style. We assumed oh, it would be a new hip hop style group. But then I realized this is the group we were wanting. <laughs> you know, this is because they have yeah. a confidence that I think was what we were looking for. They get up there and they are having fun. They're confident. They're, 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 they have a strength and a really cool style. And, oh, I love Mama Moo. Like, like, yeah. they really need to become it, it, popular. It, it's not the standard, it's not just the, the point standard bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it like you said, it, it's really good and it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. And, uh, and I could go on forever about Mama Moo. Well, okay. So here's my last thing, right? Yeah. And, and I initially left this out because 
I, I just, I looked at it for the first few minutes and I just, I automatically didn't enjoy it, which is, uh, and it's something I think you're gonna get to pretty soon. Yeah. Um, uh, is that I watched AOA's live performance, right? And AOA we talked about, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Sapun, uh, sapun. Yeah. Like a cat. Um, it was bad. It was just really, like, blah, you know? Um, and I just, like, as I, as I saw it and I looked at it and I thought about it, and like, I kind of wanted to talk about it at first, but then I realized it was just going to be me going, ah, this is just normal standard K-pop, you know? Yeah. They're trying to be cute. They're trying to be sexy. Meh. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. And then as I'm looking through the doc and I saw the Mama Moo song and, you know, and then I, I, I'm thinking about all that stuff. I'm just like, what the fuck? Why am I, why, why is this not the standard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, 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 you want more of that. I want more Mama Moo. I'm so glad that they're around. And I think I'll drop one more thing. And that as much as I love Spica, uh, that, you know, they're a two year old group. Mama Moo have, have lacked them. And Spica really needs to look at what Mama Moo's doing about creating <laughs> a wow factor in their music and realize that they've been lapped at the very thing that they were doing <laughs> at, at quality vocal girl group. Uh, you know, they've kind of been beaten at that. Uh, and they need, they need to realize that. Uh, but yeah. Moving on to a couple more of those things that caught my attention before we actually gonna even be, go beyond that and talk about some new releases. But I'm gonna talk about it, just a couple of things before we talk about some new releases. Uh, I found a, a fun little group, uh, that, uh, made an appearance in, uh, Eat Your Kimchi Speaker Corner at their cafe that they just set up, uh, in Seoul that you are here cafe. They have a little, you know, video booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, this group called the Barbarettes. And they're, they're just about the, the, one of the most adorable things. Uh, they're a trio of doo-wop singers, uh, all Korean. I believe, uh, Korean American might be uh, for a couple of them, but they're cute and they're fun. They do, uh, really fun singing. Uh, the one that, uh, I'm including here is their, uh, kind of alteration cover of Bar- Barbaran by the Beach Boys. And mm-hmm. it's a really fun little song. And, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing more of them. And apparently they're going to be at South by Southwest Music. So I'm going to go get to oh. see them because I've already bought my plane ticket. I'm going to go see, I'm going to go <laughs> to South by Southwest Music, hit up all the K-pops, the K-pop stuff, the Korean indie stuff. And of course, joining, Wee- uh, our, uh, joining, I may have to teach you how to do some camera stuff so that you can maybe make some videos. Yes, I might have to try to do that. Uh, and I will be joining Roberto Villegas at Japan Night. I will be hitting mm-hmm. up Japan Night. Uh, so I will have a report, <laughs> uh, from okay. there. And I, I, I will force myself into that, uh, into that, uh, next year's, uh, Japan Night, my so-called 8-bit life episode. So, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, fun little duop group. They were they were cool. They're adorable and, and yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was kind of cute and kitschy and like and it, it it was fun, you know, like uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna look at more of their covers because they got a few more uh here on their on their YouTube channel. So let me mm-hmm. do this now before I forget and hit subscribe. Mm-hmm. And also they sing into the right side uh the right part of that side address microphone that nobody else <laughs> in K-pop nobody in K-pop does. Every time you see that microphone in uh in K-pop, it's always pointed mm-hmm. the top towards the singer. Like that's a side address microphone. God damn it. Uh anyways, moving on. Uh mm-hmm. another fun little performance. Uh uh this is a song we talked about last week. But I want to talk about this little performance real quick before we get into some uh, new releases. Uh, this was a, a fun little performance by the bad kids of Babomba. And it kind of had drawn a little bit of criticism from like the fans, mainly at, at calling them crayon pop over and over again, which mm-hmm. I mean is a little unfair for what I think they're doing. So this might be too, give me too much credit, but, uh, they're, they went ahead and performed. In gray hoodies, <laughs> uh, leggings and no shoes, uh, with like, uh, sparkly gloves and, and an ar- a sparkly armband. Uh, the gray hoodies pulled over their heads and, uh, labeled on their, on their hoodies, they're labeled number one through number five. So number one, number two, number three, number five. Like, uh, iho, iho, uh, samho, aho, oho. Uh, so basically just kind of, is generic and i think i maybe this is giving too much credit but i think this is a clever little thing of like playing up the you know parroting the idea of there being just uniforms of these random number girls and uh i don't know a fun little uh, play up on the kind of the anonymity of being a, a girl group that nobody really knows mm-hmm. i don't know I think that, that was, I think it was, it was cute and fun. And, uh, I also, it might be a reaction to possibly the music shows making them cover up their, the part of their dance routine where they open up the top of their blouse. Uh, <laughs> and they haven't had a look up blouse at all in the music performances. Uh, to be able to do that, they've had to kind of mime it without any, uh, ability. So I think <laughs> that might be that. Who knows? They yeah. might be giving too much credit, but I think it was clever and fun. Yeah, I, 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 I want to kind of give it that credit, but I think it could be too much credit where where it is due. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it, I thought it was kind of silly and fun to kind of do this really stripped down performance in a sense, like you know, yeah. no really glamoury outfit, just you know, like generic in in a hoodie and tights and. Just performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was fun. All right, so let's get into those, some those new releases. Those trying to call the seizure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's get into some new releases, because there was actually quite a few new releases, and uh, we want to get into them and actually talk about them. Uh, Nicole. Yeah. As we like course, to call this segment, other shit we didn't have room for in our own fucking block. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> other stuff. Uh, uh, mention. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Nicole is back. Uh, Nicole, of course, uh, her contract. Get in the streets, Nicole. Yep. yep. 
Uh, Nicole, her contract ran out with DSPA and she was kind of, uh, she left Kata, uh, left them to have to replace her and Kanji Young with, uh, the wonderful Youngji. Uh, but she went on and she trained and we've, we've actually ta- mentioned before, kind of, we've seen videos of her, uh, training with choreographers here in the States. Uh, you know, some really cool stuff. She's kind of been prepping. Uh, waiting for an opportunity, I guess, negotiating with some labels, and she finally recently signed on to B2M. Uh, and I think we mentioned it before, uh, where B2M, the, the more notable thing about that is the fact that she went DSP to B2M, the very same, uh, path that Ihyori went, uh, which is, uh, of note. And she's, uh, she finally released her album, uh, Romance, uh, with, you know, contributions by Kimboa, writing contributions by Eric Nam, a couple of other really cool guest appearances. I haven't had a chance to check out the full album. I'm gonna, I think I, I just picked it up, so I'm gonna go, ch- uh, check out the chance, check, check, uh, take the chance to check it out. Man, there's that, that Caesar from that last video just hit me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but she released this uh, video for the single "Mama," uh, Nicole Mama. We looked at this earlier in the week or whatever, and and I really enjoyed it. Like I, I liked it. This is really good. Like it was really good. Uh, the only criticism I found for it is that it's safe. But I think that yeah, I think that's okay. I, I like the song, the choreography. In the video, doesn't show the powerful choreography that we saw her practicing, you know, uh, all this time while she was away. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's some of it and when you see her in but the live performances. But it's not a, it's not a very powerful song though, you know? Yeah, no, it doesn't need that. Uh, I think there, there is, uh, a want for, uh, that, you know, kind of something with a little more wow factor. Again, we talked about with Mamamoo and, uh, with, uh, the difference between them and like, say, Spica. Again, another B2M artist. Uh, where we're talking about, uh, the wow factor. Uh, so that, that's been what's been said. I mentioned mainly on, by commenters on Asian Junkie. They've been talking about the lack of wow factor, which I, I, I can definitely understand. But I think at the end of the day, I, it was just a really, really good song. I think it's really well sung, uh, really well sung and doesn't rely too much on her, on her vocals. It, it's very, much a complete performance, mm-hmm. but a very safe. But I think maybe that might not be a bad thing. No, I, it might I, not I be think a great thing. For your first comeback, safe is the best way to go. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be. It, but at the end of the day, it's a, a really good song. I think. Uh, yeah. What 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 do you think of the song overall, Kaz? Um, I, I enjoyed it for the most part, but yeah, I, I mean, I can see. Safe and 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 you know let's be honest. When most people say safe, they mean boring, you know. Yeah. Like, um, but I I don't know. I have no issue. I have no overall issue with it. I I, I think I think it works well, mm-hmm. uh, in the in the sense of what it's trying to do. So like I I I have no problems with it. I don't think safe boring is the bad thing to do on your first comeback release. You kind of just want to get a feel for what people are going to think or whatever. And you're, you're going to get a little bit of a pace. You're going to get the, Oh, she still looks good. Or, you know, that and that. And then 
when when it really comes down to it, you're on that second release because you're going to have people anticipating. You're going to either have the people who hated this or you're going to have the people who like this, but like, oh man, but we didn't get to, like you just said, we didn't get to see that powerful choreography of this, that, and the other. And then what's going to happen is that next release is going to come. And if, and I'm hoping that that's what we get. And when we get that, everyone's going to be like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, I know I wanted to find something that somebody pointed out something really funny about the, uh, the toilet scenes in the music video. And it was this, mm-hmm. uh, somebody found that on the wall, it says, uh, uh, use this shit and it points to mm-hmm. the toilet paper. And then there was also a drawing of a dude with a big boner. Okay. <laughs> I just thought that was, that was amusing that they were paying that close of attention. And, yeah, uh, there are and people that, who the, break these videos down little by little, man. Mm-hmm. And sometimes and that they're nobody looking for things. They're looking for things and, you know, sometimes if you're really, really looking for something, you find it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Alright, so what's next? But what, alright, so. Next up on the docket, uh, that those teasers that we were, we talked about, uh, repeatedly, uh, well actually no, we some talked about some more YG shit. Uh, some more YG shit. Uh, Hai Su Hyun, uh, the ones that, the group that, the, the subunit that was teased, uh, uh, so incrementally, uh, that, uh, some people assumed was an involved Park Bomb or Minzi or Dara or whatever, uh, but ended up being Hai Su Hai Su Hyung, uh, comprising of Lee Hai and Su Hyung, a Bakta musician. Came out with a uh, album uh, with their a song "Nanundara." Uh, I'm different, featuring Bobby. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess I was wrong. Technically, uh, it, it, it didn't. It wasn't uh, "That Boy Is Mine," the Korean version. <laughs> but the mu- music video almost was that. I think with a little more of uh, infighting, it w- could have become that. But. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it ended up being kind of a cute song, uh, a, a very, uh, YG's version of cute concept. <laughs> like, this yeah. is YG's, the YG label's version of a cute, innocent concept. So it's still gonna be, uh, jazzy, solely, you know, playing up on, on their, on both vocalist styles, but still kind of adorable, uh, and fun. Yeah, I, I I had the same feeling. Like I thought it was, I thought it was, you know, cool and interesting, and and fun and funny. And I have to say that the girls are adorable, and like kind of, uh, they really do this well. And and I I hope this they they have the skills to be uh really fun on say variety shows with their cuteness. And, uh, Lehigh does a hilarious panic run. <laughs> as you saw right there. <laughs> They're like, ah. Uh, yeah. just hilarious. It's adorable. Uh, but yeah, it was, oh, yeah, it was, I thought it was, I thought it was cute and fun. Yeah, it's a really cute, fun song. Uh, but yeah, it, it I think, uh, and it's already won on a music show, so, uh, mission success, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Good job, girls. You're adorable. Uh, but yeah. That, that was that. Uh, last but not least, uh, another collab. Uh, and I have to say, I think this, uh, so might solidify that, uh, while we, we've also, it's also been Year of the Rapper, it might, mm-hmm. we might have to go back and decide that it is also hashtag Year of the Collab. 
Uh, yeah. because some of and, the best... and, and this is something that I say, this, this was something that I said I wanted. I wanted to hear more from this specific person, and I, I am getting it, you know? Hyodin and uh, singer Ju Young uh, with their song Erase uh, featuring Iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, Iron it, was a guy on uh, Show Me the Money 3 who I thought was a really strong competitor. Um, and it's so good to get a chance to like see him in something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, Hyodin, cause I think uh, th- uh, until, until the equation, uh, Sistar member plus male singer, uh, equals money stops being a true equation. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. this is gonna keep happening. And you know what? I ain't complaining. <laughs> Cause I love seeing more mm-hmm. Hyodin, uh, and this is a really cool, like, soulful song, and kind of mm-hmm. sexy, and, uh, not just because Hyodin is sexy as hell, uh, but it, it really works well, and it's, you know, it's very, it, it's very much reminiscent, I think very much indicative of what you would expect a Hyodin collab, as opposed to one of the, what we've seen from Soyu. Uh, more sultry, more sexy, more, you know, kind of, you know, uh, darker, you know, it, 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 and it works really well. Yeah. I mean, there's not much else I could say. Like, I was excited about it and it was, thought it was a cool, fun opportunity for Iron as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's more stuff for, for those guys, for those talented rappers, uh, to get some, uh, so get some recognition. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah. That's what's been new music wise. All right. So we're going to transition over to our headlines. Uh, so join us, won't you? Right over there. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are here in the headlines segment. Gonna talk a little bit of the latest happenings, little topical topics, as I like to say. Uh, going to the headlines. Let's just dive right in. Uh, Exits Up and Down is suddenly oddly gaining the attention it did three months ago. <laughs> uh, so, Exa released uh, Up and Down back uh, and I think it, I've talked about it when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it on the show. I think uh, we did, yeah. Yeah, and it came through the music video, uh, with, I love that, uh, I love you, Asian junkie. That was an amazing tribute to fellow objects, uh, <laughs> as he likes to put it. And, uh, now starting back in November 21st, up and down to shop back up on the real time charts, including number 28 on Melon, uh, I think, the day prior to this post and 20, uh, the day of this post. Uh, it's actually shot, I believe shot up a bit more than that as well since then. Uh, a Facebook performance of the video shot up over a million views. Uh, a what who performance? A Facebook posted performance on Inkigayu. Inkigayo. Okay. Okay. I thought it was like they just made a, like, did a performance video and then it was just on Facebook. I was like, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, it was, uh, the performance of Inkigayo, uh, on SBS's Inkigayo, uh, that got over a million views. A fan, there's been fan camps, uh, fan cams that have gotten some million views. And it's been, uh, specifically, uh, a fan cams of Hani, uh, mm-hmm. who, uh, is lovely. 
and apparently can uh, take a selfie with her feet. So you know that's okay. somebody. Some that's a that's a very I think uh, very good skill to have. I think it's very good. Uh, and people are are speculating as to why uh, this mm-hmm. happened. Uh, some people have speculated it's partially partially the fan cams of the performances, which of course uh, include the uh, classic uh, you know hip thrust uh, dance motion, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, absolutely mm-hmm. fun. Uh, some people have speculated that it's from, uh, a, an Africa TV, uh, pan, uh, uh, uh can performer. Uh, Africa TV for, uh, Africa TV, uh, for those that don't know, is a, is a kind of video sharing website, basically like Twitch or Justin TV, but in Korea. <laughs> so like Koreans Justin TV, uh, and it's, uh, Used by a wide variety of performances, you know, either it's game streamers, you know, Korean game streamers, to singers, to, uh, mukbang <laughs> rooms, mukbang performances, uh, as evidenced by the fact that, uh, you know, what's eating Stephen Yun was kind of a, a play on it with the star balloons, uh, which is on there. So, uh, some people speculated to that, but all, all in all, what it, Nobody is quite pinned down exactly why, at least not here native, not here internationally, but all this means is suddenly, uh, this group has gotten, getting us some attention. I think well deserved. I think well deserved. I like EXI. Yeah, I think, I think it's just one of those things. I think their performing and people getting to see them perform is what helped. Yeah. And, uh, Especially now they're trying to, uh, cash in on it, of course. Uh, of course, since they can't get themselves back on music shows once they finish their promotion cycle, uh, they've just been doing guerrilla performances, kind of even fitting, more fitting to the viral status of it, very much like, uh, Crayon Pop's, uh, uh, you know, early hustle. They're doing the, uh, guerrilla performances, uh, which is exciting, uh, and kind of cool, uh, they're actually singing too, which is awesome. Uh, it's mm-hmm. always nice to see, uh, instead of just, you know, dancing to their, to their, uh, to a boom box. But, uh, as much as I have crayon pop, they, they really did just do that in their gorilla performances. <laughs> they just dance to a boom box, but, uh, they, they sing well. And, and I like it. It's, 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 it may be random, but I like that it's happening. And I, and, uh, I, it's a cool song. And I've actually been, uh, going back to it and jamming to it a lot, uh, up and down, and, and you yeah, know it, it's it's a really good song, and I'm glad it is getting some uh, exposure. <laughs> oh, and 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 uh, you, you mentioned us in our break, but <laughs> to to help our, our friends over at Asian Junkie, it's the wrong album art. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a wrong album. It, there's, there was another song called Up and Down, different Korean title, I believe. Uh, that's totally not the fashion they use for this one. <laughs> uh, unless it was deliberate, then I would say good on you for that joke. Yes. I don't know. Uh, but I love you, Asian junkie. Just pulling you. We're just uh, having fun with you. All right. From that fun to, to, uh, to letting our blood boil for a little bit. Um, uh, videos of the terrible drivers for K-pop groups emerge are predictably horrible. Um, I saw this when it p- was posted on Reddit and I was pissed off then. And, 
uh, you know, re-pissed off again. And, uh, once again, it's here on, uh, on this Asian Junkie article with some good commentary from my, uh, FTB. Uh, and it's, as, as it says, uh, p- you know, video footage, uh, from dash cams from people following, uh, girl groups, uh, in their vans, uh, uh, we can speculate on how they got that footage and why they're following these girl groups, but I think everybody just assumes they're saucing. And, and could it also be one of these things where... Cause I, I went through and I watched this, right? And I, I didn't look at anything else, so you'll, you'll be my, you'll be my voice to this, right? Yeah. Is it one of those things where these things are being forced and then made to look like, oh my god, look how bad the driving is because this is a thing that's being talked about for for those hits and views and numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas, like, because it is clearly that a person is following them and making illegal turns and doing all these kind of other things, could it be that this person who's following them and, and, and the car... And the camera is is exactly the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could it be that this person who's following them antagonized them to drive faster, antagonized them to get away from them, and then in that sense is cutting these videos to a point to make it look like, oh, my God, look how bad their driving is after I antagonized them for 20 minutes to make them try to yeah. get away from me and then sped up behind them and follow them when they started to do bad things? Yeah. I think that is... It is definitely something to consider, especially if you talk about, they, they speculate here that, uh, it's very much likely that, you know, these were saucings that have these videos. It's just hard because it, what we see fits into the narrative of what we know about, of uh, the nature of, you know, uh, the idol industry and just right. driving in Korea in general. How much I also want to know how much of this particular thing, these particular videos, especially the ones in this article, because you can tell that they're clearly all from the same perspective of the same car, you know? Yeah. Um, that is this person causing this? Is this person antagonizing the driver? Is this person making it seem as if they are in danger and the driver has to get away, you know? Like... Or- yeah, or at, at the same time, it could, it, because it's the same car, uh, it could have been that they, this is actually somebody who's, uh, as part of investigating some of this stuff. And Maybe. specifically found these, uh, alright, let's see what they're gonna do and just kind of follow it on. Cause a couple of these times that they, they do fall behind and only catch up when they start notice these kind of crazy behaviors. Uh, but, I don't know, yeah, there, there, there is something to be asked about when it comes to uh, you know, how much of this is trying to get away from the soft, obvious saucing or the fact that, uh, if you, if, uh, it does fit into the narrative that, that obviously kind of a confirmation bias and whatnot. Uh, there's always other things to be considered, but it doesn't, uh, fit into the narrative of what we kind of known and the history of driving in idol groups and driving in Korea. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. 
It's 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 uh there is that uh, a conversation we had we had, but it's still aggravating to see that uh the evidence of what we kind of know is happening because even with that yeah, we know well, that there's crazy drivers driving girl, you know girl groups around to have to get from Seoul to Busan in you know less than fifteen minutes you know because <laughs> uh, yeah. they have to make every event. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying- I'm not saying those things aren't happening. I just, I just, I, I just want to know much is real, you know? Yeah, I think like, it's something to be talking about. Because if they're if they're being if they're being antagonized to drive that way, then you're just you're you're causing the problem to try to make it look like there's a problem that we already know that there is, you know? Yeah. And then at that point, you're you're no you're no hero. You're not right. You know what I'm saying? You're just you're just part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there 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 needs to be laws, but it's it's very kind of uh, corny to say there needs to be a law about that. But uh, there really needs to be better enforcements, and there really needs and they really need to show this stuff rather than those cutesy safe driving videos that they show on music shows. Like I, I, well, I want to know if this stuff is real. For, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. e- even with what it is, I, I don't want them showing videos of someone antagonizing them and then being like, "Oh, look yeah. at that person who's driving bad," because the person behind you recording the video is driving just as bad. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think overall, a the uh, there needs to be better enforcement of there needs to be a big sweeping education on driving uh in Korea and B there needs to be some stronger stalker laws. I think we keep coming back to that. But they need to actually do something about these saucings. Like not just like hey, saucings are a thing. That's a bummer. But actually do something about it. Uh and, you know and the, the the agencies need to do something about it on both grounds, on both levels. Uh and you know what then that's that's it. And I'm washing my hands of it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm moving on to the next article. Cause I'm, I'm done griping about this stuff. I just wanna, I just wanna listen to bubblegum pop music and, uh, dance around in my bedroom. I don't wanna be angry at people for, for dumb reasons. Damn it. You're rising my blood pressure when I just wanna listen to pop music. Alright. Moving on. Uh, nice little editorial that I thought we'd bring up. Uh, he said, she said, should idols be honest about their plastic surgery? Uh, this is a, um, an entry into the ongoing segment on Nuna says on Soompi, uh, where they brought in a guest contributor, uh, from, from another website, Green Tea Graffiti, to kind of, uh, kind of give, give, give a, a kind of, a, uh, opinion piece on whether, uh, grow, you know, whether groups, uh, you know, whether idols should be honest about plastic surgery. Um, mm-hmm. and I have to ask you, and, and, uh, I think everyone should go ahead and check it out. It's, it goes into a lot of cool stuff. It, you know, it gives some examples on different, you know, idols and their, their approaches to things. Uh, and so you, you can read it for their opinion. And I have to ask you, Cass, what is your opinion? Should idols be honest? Should they be, Secretive should be somewhere in between. Uh, what do you think? I think it depends on the person and the reason. Um, 
if it's if it's something kind of personal to you, then I wouldn't. I would say don't don't make an issue of it. Don't worry about okay. it. You know, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are people like Park Boom who don't necessarily say anything about it, but it's kind of very like, you know, uh, yeah, we know, <laughs> you know, like, um, it does her no good to try to deny it. I think, yeah. uh, but yeah, well, how much she talks about it. I think the, the obvious real answer is it's up to the person. It's their own business. They can talk about whatever they want to talk about, but as you know, as, uh, as advice, what advice you would give them? I think it would. I think it's up to the person. And yeah, how it, much... it's a person by person basis and a reason by reason basis. If it's something that like is kind of like I said, if it's something personal to you, and then this always harps back to my my someone's business is their business kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something personal to that 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 idol, you know, it's none of your business, you know. Yeah. Like, no matter what, like, no matter what connection you may think you have with that idol, it's none of your fucking business. Like, I think um, if if it's something that they, that it's not too personal and it's not too, uh, hidden, I think it could be useful to, to be honest. Like, it it could be useful for your persona, like it is for brown eyed girls, where they have this really cool, it, it, it helps them in their career, in their, uh, and the personality and, uh, that they set for themselves, it gives them a very cool, chic identity. So if it's something where you can, uh, feel comfortable being honest about it, I think it can be beneficial. Uh, but yeah, it, it's up to whether if you feel comfortable being honest about it and whether, uh, you, you know, you think you can hide it. <laughs> Uh, obviously some, some, some ladies should just, uh, stick to instead of, you sh- there's some people like Park Bomb who shouldn't try to deny it because it would just be kind of, uh, uh, pointless. But <laughs> at the same time, even Park Bomb has her right to not have to speak to it. But yeah, <laughs> it's a case by case basis, but I think. It's, uh, it can be beneficial depending on your persona and what you're trying to do in your career. Uh, but yeah. Uh, go, go, do, do your thing. Uh, idols, do your thing. Yeah. Like, I ain't gonna hate on you. Do your thing. Uh, but moving on. Uh, something we're, we're getting into kind of, uh, the end of the year and it's always good to like look in some articles, uh, look at that look back on the year and some of the top artists and songs. Uh, pretty soon we're going to do our own kind of rundown to give our opinion on what has been the best or what has been, you know, the, the surprises and disappointments. So look out for that. Uh, and I thought I'd throw in a little article that was interesting to kind of on two levels. Look at this year and on, on another, on that level and on another level, look at the last decade, which is really interesting because Melon, uh, the music service over in one of them, one of like several they try to chart on, um, is celebrating their 10 year anniversary. And part of that is they kind of actually looked back at the past 10 years 
specifically looked at this year and looked at 2014 for like the best of, uh, and it's actually kind of interesting, kind of contrast the two years and then compare, uh, because, well, maybe we look at this, uh, we can see names like, uh, Kim Jong-kook back in the day <laughs> was, you know, uh, Kim Jong-kook was, was our, was the guy back in the day. And the fact that the groups like SG wannabe, uh, Buzz, who recently actually is, uh, I believe getting to getting ready to release some new material and, uh, you know, guys like MC Mong, <laughs> uh, M2M, and some of the names that, uh, are, I think some names are, are, we know, and some names we have no idea, but it, you know, but if you were, say, Korean, you'd be like, whoa, you know, that, those were, man, those were yeah. the guys, man, yo, uh, which is always really interesting to think. And then, like, Looking at this year and how much, uh, certain groups and certain songs have dominated this year, like, the, the domination of Soyu and Junkie Go this year <laughs> with some was real. Like, <laughs> they dominated this year with that song. Like, this, that song was everywhere, uh, apparently. And it's like easily lapped the next second down song, which is IU. <laughs> IU's song was the second <laughs> song. Uh, and IU is one of the most respected artists out there right now, uh, currently. Uh, but yes, yeah, definitely interesting do. to look at. Uh, what would, like, looking at that aspect, before we get into actual, like, top 20, uh, that they posited, what was your impression of kind of looking at this article and, like, the contrasting 2004 to 2014? Um, I think the biggest things about it was just kind of seeing more who who's there overall, you know, like who is consistently on those lists. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, MC Mong. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. weird. Like, uh, we, he had that song that neither one of us liked that <laughs> just came out this year. Uh, but it's still killed on some charts because he still has, uh, drawing power. Uh, he's still, uh, even after kind of being shunned from the industry for trying to, to, trying to, uh, uh, avoid his, uh, military duties. Uh, he came back and he's still, you know, he still has clout. <laughs> uh, even after all of these years. Uh, so let's look at the fact that, let's look at these couple of lists. Um, they have the top 20 for the year for, from, by female listeners and by male listeners. Uh, and it's basically a very identical list for, except for a few artists. Uh, yeah. I use the top, you know, she's, she's the queen, you know, Busker Busker's number two, 21 number three, and then it starts to deviate, uh, with, MC the Max being, you know, being more popular with men, uh, Sani being more popular with men, but by a small margin, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, Infinite, of course, being more popular with the ladies, uh, Act on Musician being more popular with the ladies and G Dragon, uh, Ailey being popular with everybody, uh, which is always cool. Yeah. Uh, and I think, there are some aspects that uh, are not surprising, more 
boy group, more, you know, idol boy groups on the female side and more, uh, solo female singers on the, on the male side, uh, a little bit higher up. I don't know. What, what was your impression kind of comparing these lists and then looking at the lists overall? Um, <sighs> I don't know. It just, there was no surprise really. Yeah. It was just like, like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another really cool thing, I actually looked at the melon, like, thing that they, uh, talked about, but didn't link. Thank you, Soompi. Uh, <laughs> but I found the actual, uh, couple of images, and, uh, the other thing I kind of wanted to look at, uh, real quick was the, they looked at, they actually broke down from so December 2004 to now in 2014, month by month, the top song every month. And, uh, was interesting kind of following the progression. I was, I was initially confused by what was going on here, but I figured it out. <laughs> and it, it's a very, very kind of hypnotizing little journey through 10 years of K-pop because you follow through, you know, uh, if you can read and I'm sorry for those that can't read Korean, uh, you follow through, uh, artists like Yoon Kim, go G-O-D at the beginning of 2005, keep going down, uh, Tay, uh, SG Wannabe, uh, Yoon Do Hyun, uh, M2M, you know, you go through groups like, uh, Groups like, uh, you got Isungi, SG Wannabe once again back in there. You got, you know, Gabi NJ Project, uh, you know, Sunyashi Day in the beginning of 2005, 2009. I mean, uh, you know, going on there, 21 when they, you know, kind of started to emerge, uh, 2 p.m., uh, in there. Yeah, the 21 and 2 p.m. is interesting, yeah. Yeah. You see where Abracadabra blew up, uh, you know, brown eyed girls. And the, here's the, the really cool, interesting. So they took all that information. You know, it goes all throughout, you know, once again, 21 back, TR is lovey dovey, you know, go all the way to 2014, whereas, you know, uh, Edina Menzel <laughs> is on the list, which is awesome. Cause, uh, Let It Go was just all over K-pop. <laughs> let it go was all over the world <laughs> like yes. not even k-pop like that thing just freaking god yeah, yeah. Oh. Every, you, i think uh i i can't think of a single k-pop female singer that didn't do a let it go cover at some point uh i mean, I mean like dude just in general like yeah you know you can't think of anyone that didn't do a let it go uh this is crazy uh, but yeah, they actually took all the information and actually compiled a list of, uh, a top four with, uh, ties at three and four. So it was, uh, uh, eight artists in the top four, uh, mm-hmm. that had the most, like, accumulated months. Like, they took that month and then they accumulated. So let's go actually look at this list, which is interesting. We have number four. Uh, number four was the tie, three people. Eason Gi, uh, who some people might, might know as an actor, uh, others might know as, uh, Yuna's, uh, guy friend, her fella, uh, currently. <laughs> uh, actually had three, you know, 2003, 2006, uh, 
February, March kind of dominated that early and then took Holmes in December. So he, he was the guy in 2006. Uh, we have MC the, MC the Max. Uh, oddly enough, dominating in 2006, 2007 and 2014 this year. Uh, he was, which is again, a group that we have not talked about. It's not a group that I, I'm going to go check them out. It's a group that has not been on our radar, which is to kind of, uh, again, further illustrate the difference between what's popular internationally and what's popular, you know, actually in Korea. Uh, this is a group that we have not mentioned at all in the show in the entire time that we've been here, but they dominated January. And of course, my girls, Sunya Shade, uh, <laughs> with G and I got a boy. <sighs> Um, <laughs> I, I love you. I love Soshi. I love you, Soans. But please stop trying to convince other people that I got a boy was a good song. Come on, Soan. <laughs> it's not. It's not to our benefit to us to try to shove that down people's throats that don't like it. Because the more we do that, the more we turn them off to Sinoshi Day. If that's what we're gonna use to represent them, come on, people. All right. Uh. What any surprises so far? You know, here at four, other than say maybe MC the Max. Uh, fuck, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think the MC the Max is the main surprise. Yeah, yeah. Just because, uh, and specifically Wait. the fact that uh, it flew under our radar. Yeah, I mean, but like you said, at the same time, it's one of those things that that we're not really big on those things. You know, those yeah. aren't the, the things that are on our radar. Those aren't the things that speak to us necessarily, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it, these are the things that are popular in Korea. Um, but I'm going to go check it out, So, uh, which is another cool thing. All right, tied at number three. We're going to talk about tied at number three. Three artists. SG Wannabe. A group I've heard of but haven't really checked out. I'm gonna try to make an effort to to change that. Uh, IU, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah we need so to young. check out IU. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to think hers was in 2010 and 2011. She's been around that long. She is like you look at her and you realize that she's super young, but she's mm-hmm. been around that long. And you look at that and like. It, it, it may remind you how young these, these ladies start, like her and Boa. And the fact that you think of like Boa as this long time veteran and she's like 28. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then of course, uh, eh, 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 21. <laughs> uh, yep. right there with them. And that, that's unsurprising. Uh, it's a fantastic track, of course, dominating. Uh, I'm gonna miss them. Uh, but movie. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, Big Bang. With, uh, Big Bang! Mm hmm. All the way back in 2007 making noise, and then all the way up to 2012. Uh, the, 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 I love the picture. It shows a particularly odd time from them, but. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Big Bang. Uh, and then number one, another group that, uh, is 
all dead. Uh, Wonder Girls. <laughs> and I think no surprises here. But what Wonder Girls, yeah, it, it, you reminded it. Wonder Girls is a group that, uh, it, it's weird to think about when you get into, uh, into a genre or our area of music and how that affects how you think of groups and mm-hmm. how you re- relate them to each other. When you realize, oh yeah, Wonder Girls was that group before Sunyasha Day was that group. Uh, I always thought of Sunyasha Day as that top group. And yeah. Wonder Girls was another group that happened, but Wonder Girls was a group that was the top group. Uh, for a time, you know, and, and there was specific, specifically why there was a rivalry. Uh, Sunyasha was the up and comers. And it's mm-hmm. something that I'm not that familiar with because I started at this point. I started in 2012, 2013, you know, past when they were even a thing anymore, you know. Uh, so, uh, that, it gives you a, in, that, thinking about how when you get into K-pop gives you a different perspective on groups and, and their relationship, uh, to other groups, uh, like, TVXQ. I mostly think of them as a duo. But then I realize, yeah. oh, they've, they've just crossed the mark where they spent as much time as a duo as they were a five person. As they group. were when they- to a lot <laughs> right. of, to like, a lot of people. Like as soon as I see an old TVXQ and there's more than two people, I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> like, Wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, they're, why are there they're, so many people? Yeah, to us, the TVXQ is a duo that used to have more members, where to other people, they're still, you know, they're still, especially Cassiopeia's, uh, they're, they're that five-person group that's split in two. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they exist in, in two places now, but they're still that five-person group in their mind. And this is a new state. So it's like, you know, JYJ and, and TVXQ, like, it's interesting to kind of think of, like, when, you know, different generations or different people that get into different ways is, uh, I, I'll see it in different ways. Uh, and of course, Big Bang, uh, dominating, uh, and they need to come back now. <laughs> see if they can take yeah. over another couple months. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to well, kind of bring that up. I think just keep making albums and then every, just let them make 20 song albums. Like, no, let them make like 50 song albums. That way we won't miss them for as long. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, that, that was just something I wanted to kind of look at because it's, it's, it, it, as we prepare to look back on this year, it's always cool to prepare to, to look back even further to kind of, have a perspective on this year based on, on previous years. Uh, but yeah, look out for that. We're going to have that coming up pretty soon. We're planning some things, accumulating some info. Uh, if there's some groups that you think are were worthy of checking out this year that may have missed our radar, you know, looking back on our episodes, tell, let us know, you know, what were the groups that really defined you, the year in K-pop for you? Uh, but right as we get, I'm going to tweet like a tweet. Batman gonna be reading a lot of fucking articles and looking at a lot of things to figure out who actually did good in the year 2014 and not just mm-hmm. be biased yes <laughs> not just be biased because at this point i'm just gonna get, say mama was the rookie of the year mm-hmm. uh but we'll see we'll see 
Uh, that's it for another yeah. uh, fun episode of Halichuku. Uh, we kind of went a lot of places, but we, we had a little bit of fun. Uh, cast. What is going on mm-hmm. in your neck of the woods? Uh, mainly, uh, doing camera stuff and all kind of other little shit and preparing for the week of hell that is work leading up to Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to try to frantically edit this so that I don't have to think about it uh, while I gear up for this week. Mm-hmm. Retail. Suddenly becomes hell this week. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you can follow More him. More of a hell than it already is. Yes. Follow him at King Kaz everywhere on the internet. And my forearm is getting fatter. Uh, follow me at PD Rave. Uh, the show is Halijuku. Halijuku.com, kpoppodcast.com, we're iTunes, Stitcher, uh, we're that, uh, go check out the most recent, uh, episode of, uh, Shooting the Chip with Turner Black Eyes, just got posted this Monday, uh, that's it, until next time, hasta los huevos. Bye. Bye. Annyeong. Listen to that new GD and Tae Young, because they're good boys. <laughs> <laughs>